Yeah, and and then talking about uh, staff, uh, just a few months ago, we got our research study, Effects of Employees, Opportunity to Influence In-Store Music on Sales, published in Journal Retailing and Consumer Services. Because this yeah, yeah. study was in a collaboration with the Swedish fashion uh, brand, Philippa Co, and it was done in Stockholm. And I actually thought by giving the store staff the opportunity to control the in-store music like a DJ, the result would turn out positive because the staff experience everything happening in the store during the day. And I thought that they could easily adapt the music towards the customer flow. However, we were surprised, were we not? Yeah, we were very surprised. I also had this idea from the beginning that, <laughs> uh, I mean, like I said before, a lot of the research is done on consumers and very little on how the employees are affected by the music in the store. And I had also had this idea if they are able to choose the music and control the music, it will make them more happy because we know that music is very, very important for a person's well-being. Um, and you identify yourself a lot with the music that you play. So I was sure that they will be happier and then they will be more happy towards the customers and then that will increase sales. So you will have this kind of indirect effect. Uh, however, we actually found the opposite. So when the staff got the opportunity to control the music, uh, sales actually decreased by 6%, um, driven by the decrease in, in women's clothing primarily. It's very important to tell the audience that it's very context-driven. Uh, like this experiment might have worked at another place or another brand. I mean, for Starbucks, it worked. So it's also what, what kind of place it is. Um, my analysis would be probably that the staff probably had um, a lot of other things to control that this could have become like a distraction. But here we got also the chance to do in-depth interviews. The interviews were key here to understand what was going on because otherwise I think we've been very, very puzzled. But when we looked at the interviews, I think everything kind of uh, cleared. I mean, it, it clarified everything. Uh, and uh, you could tell that, for instance, the preference, the music preference of the employees were really not in line with the the music, the, the kind of brand identity, what kind of music the, the Philippa Co wanted to play. Um, they had very diverse music preference also. So they liked very different kind of music. Uh, however, they liked to control the music in the store. Mm -hmm. They did. Uh, and they did it quite a lot. Uh, but they did it also in a kind of similar way. So you have this, especially for people where they think that music is very important. So when they had during the day, uh, probably to get energy and, and feel more positive, uh, they prefer to play the up-tempo music. Uh, I think it was one of the, uh, when we interviewed one of the employees, uh, she said something about that. Well, um, uh, I prefer to play the up-tempo music. Uh, sometimes I change the volume and the tempo, but never downwards, always upwards. Yeah. <laughs> it was always, you know, more more tempo. And I think it's for their perspective because they want to go uh, kind of survive through the day, what you say. They want to feel, have energy and everything. And then they, they, they turn up the, the volume, they turn off the tempo, uh, and, and it makes them easier during the day. They're more happy doing their task. But the problem is that it's not optimal 
for the store and it's not optimal because this might actually prevent customers from entering the store. For instance, if you play very high up-tempo music in the morning when there are no people in the store, it might actually discourage people from entering the store. So, Who wants to go into a discotheque <laughs> standing yeah, by yeah, themselves? Or, uh, yeah, and we know also there are also a lot of studies that I've found that if you play music with a lower tempo, you, people move slower through the store and then they can actually buy more and they spend more time in the store and they buy more. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so I think that that was driving the effects here. But it's interesting and it, it also uh, says something about that. Well, uh, if you own a chain, you should actually be very, very careful to letting your employees control the music in the store because it can actually have a negative effect on sales. And if you want them to control the music, I think you must think more carefully about to, to have, maybe even recruit people. If music is very important for your business, you might even want to recruit people that have the same kind of yeah. music identity as, as, as your brand, as your store. And you... You, you definitely will need to tell them about why you are playing that kind of music in your store and tell them what the idea is about the music that you have selected for the store. So, and, and, um, yeah, so I think we got some important insights. And as you said, it's definitely the first uh, study that have, have done uh, anything like this. Um, yeah, and also we had a large number of stores. I think we had eight stores or something like that. And we followed them for almost a year or something like that. So we have a, we have a huge number of observation and we have also a control store and experiment stores, which are randomly selected. So yeah, yeah it's, um, uh, it's, it's a nice experiment. It was, uh, it was good to get it published also. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also interesting because um Everything else that comes from above, I always say this one with Philippa Co is that if I walk into the store and would go to the um, sales manager and say, I think this shirt is too expensive, they would say, well, maybe you're not our client. You can go you know, to the cheaper stores. Or if I would go in and say, I don't like this color, et cetera, et cetera, it's, it's, mm. it's set, right? Yeah. Well, I know some of the interviews I did, uh, if, if the customers would maybe say it's too loud or it's too pumpy, they would actually go and change it yeah. because they felt it didn't fit the customers. So uh, that was one of it. And I think it's important for brands to understand that you need to be transparent. You need to understand what is the music's purpose in the store. Be transparent and teach your staff about it. And, and just as you say, recruit people. And if not, what I saw in, in a psychology way is that there's three kinds of people. Either there are extroverts, which like me, like they get really crazy when it's wrong and they want to fix it. Or there's the ones that are more like, okay, I accept it. And then the ones that just shut it down. And yeah, it's, it's, it's important to figure out what they want to do. For sure. And uh, yeah, and I think one, one thing that is also important maybe to add here is to say that uh, we actually don't know what influence that people bought less when they control the music. You know, we don't know if it's the tempo, we don't know if it's the volume, we don't know if, yeah. if they were skipping songs, whatever. Yeah. Uh, what we just can say that we have found an effect of them controlling the music versus not controlling the music. So yeah. 
So that's maybe also something for doing more research on in the future. But I mean, you have to start somewhere. And, and I think this is a, it's an important insight into the retail businesses. Should you let your uh, employees control the music or not? And yeah. our, our research uh, seems to indicate now you should be very careful with that. Looking at our research journey, uh, what has been the most fun and what has been the most challenging? I, I think still that the first, the biggest study of its kind on, on background music, uh, when we looked at the, the fast food chain, uh, when we did this first study and we found the results, I think they were so fascinating. I mean, and we, we got mentioned everywhere. I think uh, uh, we were mentioned in, um, in Fox News and in Cosmopolitan and in uh, uh, The Guardian and The Times and everywhere around the world. Yeah, because we, I think we had Ed Sheeran as one of, they, they wanted to know uh, what kind of music we had in the playlist that that, that worked. <laughs> and, and I think we said that, well, Ed Sheeran was one of them. Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, Shape of You, is it called? Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The, the one song that was very fem- popular at that time was in one of the playlists. Uh, and then they had this uh, title of their story was uh, that our research, uh, what we found out was that Ed Sheeran makes you fat <laughs> <laughs> because it makes you buy more more hamburgers and <laughs> fries and stuff like that. <laughs> so, yeah, that was funny. Um, so, yeah, Ed Sheeran makes you fat. And it, it was a fun experience. I mean, it was the first study of its kind. Uh, it's something special when you do it for the first time. And, and I think also the results were fascinating. Uh, it was a fascinating research journey, uh, doing the collaboration with Soundtrack Your Brand, with the fast food company uh, and all the media around it. It was crazy. So yeah, that was very, very fun. Uh, the most challenging, I would say, is probably then Heston's when we did the experiment in New York. Uh, uh, and probably just because uh, we were at, I mean, uh, I, I was in Stockholm and yeah. the experiment was conducted in New York uh, in another continent. And I mean, it's, it's hard. I, I, I probably underestimated all the difficulties that could arise when you're doing experiments on another continent. And uh, uh, I think I learned a lot from it. I think we all learn a lot from it. And uh, hope, hopefully we... Uh, if I, I have some ideas about doing uh, research in different locations in the future. And uh, yeah, hopefully I learned something from that experiment because that was challenging. The thing is that, that that's also something you have to realize when you're doing this kind of field experiments that you have to really think carefully before you're doing it because then it's kind of no, re- no, no retreat, no surrender. I mean, um, and you have done the research you have, and it's so easy to get something wrong. It's so easy. Even if you think about it carefully, it's really, really easy to get some detail wrong and you can mess up all your research. Mm-hmm.